Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, everyone. This is the final edition oh. of the Flow Track Podcast from Eugene, Oregon, from the 22, 2022 World Championship. Not the final one ever. Well, we'll see how this goes. We'll see how it goes. We'll see if we want to talk to each other a few days from now. 60-40. We'll 60-40. What's the 60 as? 60 will keep going. 40. This might it. be the last pod ever. But anyway, we got a lot to talk about today because this day 10 was eventful. A lot of finals, obviously, but... Yesterday, I don't think we thought we would see this type of day 10. We saw one world record that we probably could have forecasted, one that was completely out of left field. We saw two 4x4 sweeps for the U.S. We saw superstars, Jakob Ingebrigtsen, and a thing Mo deliver in addition to to Kevin Mayer win the decathlon and and Miambo in the long jump. Uh, It was just an action-packed day all around. But I think we got to start with just the most shocking, the most surprising result of the entire meet. And I'm talking, of course, about the women's high hurdles. Toby Amason in the semis <laughs> breaks the world record with ease. No lean. Nothing. 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 Nobody in the stadium knew it was a world record because it was literally the first running event of this final session. So some people were still settling into their seats and maybe people didn't realize going in that the record was in play because why would you? It's a semifinal. And her PB was 1240. So when 1212 came across the clock, there was like a bit of a pause. And I was sitting in the stadium and no one was, you weren't next to me because you were sitting somewhere else. I go, that's a world record to no one in particular. So I just look around. I'm really fun to watch sporting events with, by the way. I'm looking around to tell somebody it's a world record, guys. And then finally gets announced in the stadium. Hey, it's it's a world record. Um, And then, of course, that kicks off all this sort of speculation because Five of the eight women in that race set lifetime bests. So I'll just pause the story there because the story has another chapter. At that point, what what did you think of the time? If I'm being honest, I mean, with there was a, a, a thought of a question. Obviously, I was willing to accept it for what it was, but it just seemed too good to be true. It seemed like oh, it, it, the the gun the clock hit a few seconds early. It's really like a twelve three or something like that, and like. There's got to be something wrong. But when they told us it was actually legit, legit, it was like, wait a minute. I, is that real? And like, did she put too much into her prelim? Like, is she yeah. just going to regret this where like she's going to break the world record in a semi and then come back and get like second to Jasmine Camacho Quinn? Because Camacho Quinn was the overall favorite based on the way she was running from winning the Olympics last year, coming in this year. And then I was like, okay. And then I was in the middle of doing an interview. I forget who I was interviewing. I was interviewing Luis Corhalva, women's 100-meter hurdles on the track. I see it in the corner of my eye on the TV screen. Yeah, I wasn't missing. And then <laughs> there was just a loud gasp in the entire media area because they're like, holy shit, 12.06. Who cares? Plus 2.5 wind. Not only was that 12.12 legit, it was clearly a held back 12.12 because she was able to throw down on 12.06. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I said is like, 
we're going to see an 1199 mm-hmm. in the hurdles. Yeah. And then kind of thought to like, when Sydney runs 5068, you're not thinking we might see a 49.99 in the 400 hurdles. Yeah. And now, yeah, a few days later, we're like already thinking we might see an 11.99 in the 100 hurdles. So the hurdles, the women's hurdles at this event, has just yeah made my brain not make sense. We talked about how Sydney didn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. This took that to a new level. Well, I think with Sydney. We knew she was going to break it. It was just by how much. And the amount that she broke it by was staggering. For Amazon, I don't think people thought, you know, because she comes in with a 1240, you're like, hey, a good day for her. Maybe she gets 1222, 1225, something like that. Like what Camacho Quinn did last year in Tokyo. But to take it that far down, it's kind of funny because she ran the 1206. Now the 1212. Sort of like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. 12, 12. Yeah, makes- because, because if someone runs 12-12, like she did, your first thought necessarily isn't immediately like, hey, can someone break 12? Yeah. But when you, when someone goes 12-06, and again, it's wind-dated, so it's not going to count. I wonder, too, would she have gotten another $100,000 world record bonus if she did a second time? I'm sure they have fine print on that, and she wouldn't have. But anyway, when when you if you do 12-06 legal, obviously you're going to say, all right, the next step is sub sub 12 seconds. This is something I remember we did a workout with Kenny Harrison way back, maybe 2019 or something. And Lincoln had asked her like, what's your goal? What do you think the future of the hurdles is? And I I think she brought up like, Hey, we we think sub 12 is possible. And that was right about the same time people were saying in the foreign hurdles, Hey, is sub 52 possible? And we've seen what happened with that. But this event has been fast throughout the year. People may not have been paying as much attention to it just because uh, it flew under the radar with a bunch of other events that grabbed your attention. But you just look at the depth even before today, so many women under uh, 12.5 today, so many women under 12.4 and even 12.3 in that final. Again, it's wind dated, but you had 12.06, 12.23, 12.23, 12.31. 12.31 is fourth place. That's crazy. So Anderson, Camacho, Quinn goes silver and bronze. But the story here is at Amazon. I mean, it's just, it's just stunning, completely stunning performance. And she did in the race with the current world record holder. Kenny Harrison was in that yeah, race. Yeah. So that's kind of an interesting, you know, way for you to break it. You break it running next to the person who had the record. Yeah. I, we did a workout Wednesday with Kenny Harrison. The headline is world record holder workout Wednesday. I think I need to go in and change the title to former world record holder because Emerson is now the queen of the hurdles. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's well, insane. Yeah. And if you were like, okay, that was a crazy weird semi heat like did they get the wind right did something happen to have to go back and then do it again just everybody it reiterates could, yeah it, it sort of puts a stamp on it. i saw michael johnson putting a tweet out there after the first one say he didn't think it was legit I, twitter doesn't have an edit button but it's like looks bad now when you go and yeah. you do it again again with the wind so it doesn't count but she clearly was on another level i don't even think she got that good of a start either it was pretty it's pretty wild and again i know people are going to dig into it um People were talking then about her shoes and trying to figure out what was going on there. I'm not sure, but um... Michael Johnson still has a tweet up. Well, of course he has a tweet. Up. I don't believe hundred hurdle times are correct. World record broken by 0.08, 12 PB set, five national record set, and Cindy Semmer quote after her PB. I thoroughly, I thought I was, wait, I thoroughly. What's I think his type? I thought I was running. Oh, slow. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I athletes, thought I was running I slow. Mean, he's right. All athletes did look completely shocked. Like yeah. Amazon was completely shocked. The crowd was again just like, wait, what? Like finding out in real time what was going on. They they didn't have that mind in their head, so or that time in their head. Um, 
Just crazy. Uh, you want to talk about the other world record? Oh, yeah. The guy who now is going to probably break the world record like 20 times in his career because he gets <laughs> to do it one centimeter at a time. We're talking Mono Duplantis in the men's pole vault. He won the meet at six meters, so he was already done. Yeah. He actually missed the earlier height, which makes sense because he's too good that lower heights, he's more likely to miss than higher heights. Yeah. Because he's just, it's too short for him. Anyway, he wins at six meters. And then he's like, all right, time for the record chasing. First yeah. attempt, break the collegiate, the, 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 not collegiate, the championship record was 605. He jumps, he vaults 606. First attempt. Then he's like, all right, time to try to break the world record. Goes all the way to 621. First attempt, he doesn't even get over the bar. It's, it's not there. Shakes his head. But then that second attempt, he doesn't just break it. He clears it with room to spare. He is on the verge of going into the 630s. Mm -hmm. Like the way with his talent, his young, his youngness, his youth, his youth, that's the word, youth, not youngness. What the hell does a youngness mean? His youth. Take your time. Plus the fact that he's now breaking world records by 10 centimeters or more. He's going to go 621, then 22, then 23. It's going to be a lot of records. And every time, whoever is, if his contract has a world record bonus, he's writing checks after checks after <laughs> checks. I'll tell you that right now. Listen, I mentioned this on the live stream coming in. This couldn't have been choreographed any better just from a track and field perspective. The women's four by four finishes, last event of the meet. You have the superstar of the meet, Sydney McLaughlin, anchoring the U.S. in front of the home crowd. And then right after that, Mondo goes to the world record. People were partially filing out. So some people were standing in the aisles near where I was standing. And then he breaks the world record by a huge amount. It just was the cherry on top yeah. of, of the meat. Like they could not have asked for a better ending. Cause there's a, a world where he just misses that. And then maybe go goes again. And then more people file out of the stadium and then he, he misses. And then you're like, okay, wow, that was crazy. I got to see some world record attempts, but people today, they got to see two world records, got to see two exciting four by fours and Mo and, and Ingebrigtsen as well. Um, just a crazy day all around. And it's nice now that the world record in the pole vault is now... Yes, outdoors. Outdoors. It's not the weird thing where you have the indoor mark being higher than the outdoor mark and it just gets weird. Yeah. So, yeah, Mondo, cleaning up the record books for us. Yeah, and I don't care who wins or loses. I just want the outdoor record in the pole vault to be the overall world record. Yes. That... I put my foot down on Boy. that's that's your that's the that's the hill you die on i cheer for that there's a lot of hills out there like i'm not cheering for mondo i'm cheering for the world record to be outdoors and not indoors because I, I hate this whole so, what, do you, so you're like rob Lowe, you're like rob Lowe with the nfl hat on yeah this is world record should be outdoors that's my that's what my hat says all right let's talk about women's 800 that was an exciting race a thing mo gets gold holds off keely hit hodgkinson down the stretch mary mora gets up or bronze, but there were some very, very tense moments if you were a Thing Mo or a US fan coming down that home stretch. You got a chance to be in the interview with her after the race. What did she say? How confident was she? She did the typical Thing Mo move where she's out half a lane or so, which makes it difficult for people to pass. I don't know if that made a difference or not. It was really close though. Yeah, I'll be honest. There was a lot of people in the media scrum for the Thing Mo interview. I was in the back holding the camera up as high as possible with my long arms. So the hearing wasn't that strong. So I didn't hear it all that clearly. So okay. you're going to have to watch the interview on our YouTube when we post it after this podcast. But I did get a little semblance. I, get, I did get a little 
beginning of the little quotes, she talked about um, she the way she ran is she didn't want to stay on the inside. She was like nervous about causing a fall, which gotcha. is why she left the inside lane open. Yeah, she didn't want to cut Keely off. She didn't think she would ever have a big enough uh, lead to like go completely on the inside rail. Yeah. So she left it open because of fear of you know accidentally causing yeah. Yeah, a yeah. impedance, and then all of a sudden you're you're disqualified. But that final fifty, it looked. I'm not gonna lie. It looked like a thing was gonna lose mm-hmm. the entire time, for like a hundred meters to like five meters to go. I was like, she's losing. She's gonna lose. She doesn't have it. She's yeah. tightening up. Keely looks stronger, but like it just, it just never, it just never crossed. And then, then the race was over. And you're like, wait, it, it, the race is over. It, she's not gonna lose. So yeah. I was very. The body language vibes were very like, I'm going to fall apart. But she turned it. She had the strength, and she was able to pull off with the 156. Not the 154 I predicted, Yeah, but gold is gold. Yeah. I probably would have thought if you told me in 2020, the thing about was going to have a season where she blows everybody out of the water and runs 155, and then she's going to have one where it's close and she runs 156. Everybody would have switched the order. Yeah. But she gets it done. I talked to Hodgkinson after – she said she, she's closing the gap. She definitely wanted gold, but I think she took something from the fact that she was a lot closer this time. And, and I asked her what she thought of this, this rivalry. And they haven't raced a ton together, yeah. but they've raced these two big races. And she said she likes it. She thinks it's good for the sport, people being like on Team Keeley and, and Team of Thing. So it's pretty excited going forward that you have two women I mean, this age that are this close. We already won the war, though. So Well, the, Jake Whiteman won the 1500, though. We're not middle distance. Yeah, stuff. but we weren't. We weren't. We weren't participating in that. Well, battle. we we had some, we had some people. We weren't there. participating in that in that battle. It was fun. It was a fun race. Like I'll say that, and I like that both of them are big personalities. They both embrace the moment. Yeah, and to do it at such a young age is, is pretty exciting. Yeah, forward. it's going to be good because we get to see this often. We're going to see them. Yeah, you know they could be relevant all the way till twenty twenty eight. You know, maybe like, beyond. We could so, see this like rematch after rematch after rematch. Yeah, eight one hundred is the margin. Mora gets a PB in third. Uh, Wateljee that Ghoul, Raven Rogers was sixth, and Ajay Wilson finished eighth behind Horvat of Slovenia. I asked a thing if she wanted to run the four by four. Uh, she did, but it just wasn't possible with the turnaround. Yeah. And because USA had so much depth, um, it wasn't necessary. I do feel like there might have been more. I think if it was the Olympics, I think they would have probably ran her. But because, you know. It's not an Olympic gold. It's just a, a global gold. They were able to like. Well, I think she was gassed and she was too. Gassed. I, that's yeah. just. Uh, it's different from an SEC meet where you can save a little bit versus a world yeah. championship. And she clearly used everything. And yeah. to have someone come back an hour and fifteen minutes later after, you're just asking a lot of your quads and your hamstrings at that yeah. point. Men's five thousand. This was an exciting race. This was an exciting race. You wanted to see who would show up because you had a lot of people doubling back. You had Cheptegei coming back from 10,000, Borrega coming back from 10,000, Mohamed coming back, Grant Fisher coming back. Um, that whole Ethiopian contingent was legit. You had two really strong uh, Kenyans and Prop and Kip Career who had run 1240 this year. And then you had Ingebrigtsen coming back from the 1500 when he got silver. 
And this thing looked like it was going to go hard, hard, hard from the gun. It was hard from the gun. Yeah, they were around like 63, 205, so you're like a 410 mile pace. But then each lap got slower and slower until all of a sudden they were running 1330 pace. Mm -hmm. And then that allowed other people to get involved. That allowed, you know, Oscar Chalimo to get in the mix. Luis Cajalva, like, was able to to, to sit in the pack and move his way up. Um, Inga Britson gets to the front with two and a half to go. And I'm thinking, well, this looks familiar. Because he went to the front with two to go in the 1500. What's going to be the end result here? And the difference was... He's not racing 1500 meter runners. He's exactly. Five He's exactly. Five runners. Exactly. And he won this thing going away. It wasn't even close. I mean, he, he closed really hard. Prop kicked for second. Oscar Chalimo for third. Grijalva got that fourth place spot. Looked like Fisher had a chance at a medal with Hunter to go. Got tangled up. He didn't really know what went wrong there. But he finished sixth um, behind teammate Ahmed. And a lot of these favorites that you thought would be in the mix. Like Kip Career, like Kajelka, like Cheptegei, Perega, were which is further back. Like yeah. we're, they weren't really factors in that final lap. But this thing was quick early on, slow, and then like a quick last two laps or so. And Jakob kind of ran it like he's run a lot of 1500s this year. Yeah. Get to the front in the second half and then squeeze the pace down. He closed in what, 53 seconds? Yeah. And he, he jogged that final 10 meters too. So he probably, if he was going all out, he probably could get to at least the 52s. It was very impressive uh, close. You could tell – I knew that Jakob was going to win because in like 600 meters to go, you could see the leg turnover of the pack and the leg turnover of Jakob, and it looked like Jakob was running in slow motion. He had a very sensuous – not sensuous-esque vibe where it just looked like he was still just galloping and kind of still looked like he was in a a good rhythm where everyone else looked more tense and like quick turnover, like just – so. I was like, oh, he has yet to even go to a gear. And then with 150 to go, he turned on the gear, and then boom, there was like a 10-meter gap. And then he just cruised down the home stretch. So Jakob, yes, Jake Whiteman beat him fair and square, head-to-head, no ifs, ands, or or buts. But he was the best runner today, and he showed why. And uh, it, it definitely makes Jake Whiteman's win even more impressive in my opinion, seeing the way Jakob was able to dominate a world-class field. Like, this was a good field. There was no, like, scratches from that. Like, they yeah. had the, the Ugandans, it had the Kenyans, it had the Ethiopians, it had the best of the best. And Jakob made them all look like puppy chow. Cole, I just sent you his, his interview, if we could get that up when you get a chance. It was, it was hot. It was 90 degrees, too. I think that factored in as well, too. It is interesting, though. Just you never know how people are going to react to a double. It's a long meet, so you figure, all right, they're going to be able to recover, they're going to be fine, but not everybody handles it the same way he was prepared for it. And it's weird because if you thought going in, hey, he's going to have one gold and one silver, what's he going to get the gold in? I think most people would have said 1,500, and that silver would have been in the in the 5,000. Yeah. That, that was, that, was mm-hmm. that competitive. And I mentioned in the podcast last night, there's a little bit of symmetry. Yeah, it's the guy. Yeah. Uh, get silver in the 15, come back and win a 5K that had a little bit of uh, – not an honest pace late, you know, most of the race. Now Jakob gets silver in the 1500 and comes back and wins the 5K because he was the best miler in the crew. Like if you're, if you're not going to make it honest, the milers are going to excel. The kickers are going to excel. And, you know, it's a lot easier to have three 1500s in your legs than a whole 10K. Jakob was just set up for success and uh, was able to 
pull it, pull it together. Do we have the? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, you'll you'll know when to stop. He says something pretty epic, pretty Jakob esque early on. Pretty good. It's uh, uh, just uh, it's an amazing feeling. It's been uh, I've been working hard towards uh, this, of course, towards the Olympics last year as well, but. Uh, uh, considering what happened on Tuesday, I'm, I'm very happy with with how it turned out today. What was your strategy for the race? Trying to win as much as possible. No, no, keep, so keep going. going, keep going, keep going. But did you come in? Did you want to leave Balakay to go? That's why you took the lead. Was that your plan coming in? Or I didn't want you guys to uh, to make an article saying that it was a tactical decision because it wasn't. I was just better. I wanted to prove that uh, I was just running faster than the other guys. There was no tactical decision. There was no sprint finish. Uh, I just wanted to prove that uh, it's my goal. And uh, considering how the race went on, I felt like I, I was the better runner today. How much did you feel and the heat? Me. Uh... <laughs> I was just better. I was just better. Didn't want to leave any doubt. Now, I will say this. If they were able to keep the pace going, twelve fifty pace, there could have been a doubt. But again, that's a lot to ask in ninety degrees with yes. guys doubling back. So I don't know if that was realistic. But it, Chepta guy went to the front early, thinking he probably would want to get some help. But Jakob was just able to stick, 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 and he did not want anybody to imply that it was a tactical race or tactical decision. He wanted to win from far enough out, so that way no one could say it was. Just a, a question of a decision. He wanted to be like, I'm, I'm faster. I'm the best 5,000 meter runner. Exactly. That's what he wanted to say. Now, I do want to say this. For those who were watching the podcast last night, end of the podcast, I made a strategic decision. I was negative $400 going into the world this final day. I bet a lot of money. I lost $400 total. And then going into today, I needed to make it back. And I asked the podcast what I'm going to do. And I went all in on Inga Britson to win gold. I also threw in a Hodgkinson to medal. She did that. And I made all my money back. So I went from negative 389 to now positive 389. $800 swing. I pulled it off. Your boy Gordon is officially in the positive <laughs> and one of the greatest world athletics track and field betters to walk this earth. That sits in this room on the podcast. You were hoping that it wouldn't work. Yeah. You were cheering for me to lose. You were cheering for me not to financially recover from my decisions. Well, no. But I was able to get that win. I was able to get the win, Kevin Mayer. I was able to get the win, uh, Miambo. You can see all my wins and losses here. I was negative $400 going in, and I came out positive $400 on the final day of 10. I'm going to go have a nice steak. Dinner? You're not. You're going to go eat at the same awesome Indian restaurant that we've had the last couple of days. Oh, you mean like when you get back, back to Austin? Austin. Uh, okay. I'm going to have, go out for dinner. I'm going to buy. I'm going to drink some wine. And I'm going to not invite you, Kevin, because Listen, you did not no, believe in me. No. I did, I did believe in you. You know why? What did I tell you to do after day one? What? What did I tell you? You know what I told oh, you after stop. day one. Don't and, bet. And what would you have been up? I would have been up a thousand dollars. Exactly. So I was looking out for your best interest. Now, once you decide to ignore my advice, I thought, what's the best for content? Because <laughs> you clearly didn't want my advice. And the best for content was you 
to go rabble. Exactly. You just lose and lose and lose and lose and lose. I will say this. I placed the bet on Jakob. I put $200 on Jakob and the whole thing. I placed it at 140 in the morning. At one like thirty eight in the morning, I originally typed in a thousand dollars. So there was a moment when I thought I almost clicked send to win three yeah. K, but I didn't. I try to be smart with my money and only put two hundred dollars. But it doesn't matter. A win's a win. I lost two hundred seventy seven dollars in the Olympics. Yeah, I won four hundred dollars here. So your boy through two global championships is up officially a hundred and thirty dollars. You can track and field sharp, Gordon Mack. One take of gas. I'm one take of gas for two years. Incredible. I've done it. Incredible. Uh, when Maybe is two long tanks jump? of gas, depending on what state you're in. Mahambo won the long jump, 7.12 meters. Man, decathlon was kind of cool. Yeah, decathlon. So, you know, there was a lot of uh, point shifting in that last last event. Uh, Mayer gets gold. Uh, LePage, silver. Zach Zemek. Zemek for the U.S. Wisconsin. Bowl. Gets bronze. Um, we're going to talk about the pole vault. Four by fours. U.S. win it easily. Godwin, Norman, Deadman, and Allison. I thought it was interesting running Norman. Second, I guess you want somebody with a little bit of pickup to get around that curb just in case there's somebody there. There wasn't. They had a huge lead, and no one was able to catch up from there. I'm looking at the splits here. Godwin had a great split. He ran 44-2 out of blocks that's like winning world championship type split 44 two out of blocks very impressive uh norman norman 43 six deadman 43 eight and then a champion 44 four so they all ran incredible um they had the four fastest splits the four fastest splits that was the same thing with the women's side of things yeah so what were the official splits for the women so how fast did sydney run how fast did wilson and steiner run so Sydney was 47.91. Diggs led off with a 50-50. Uh, second leg, Steiner 49.99 and 49.39 for Britton Wilson, which really opened things up. And then 47.91. So you're think about this right now. You're kind of just reading 47.91 and you're not like, yeah, I just ran 47.1. She ran freaking 47.91. Oh, yeah. I mean, but by I, herself. But I expected it. I mean, Felix had that one year with 47.7, but she did it in, I think she ran second leg there. So it's like you had a better comparison of what she was doing. Sydney was out front. So you just were like, all right, I know she's running fast. I just don't know how fast. I think. Yeah, music. It would have been interesting. It would have been interesting to see, um, you, you know, US completely fresh if they would have had a thing Mo on this relay team, what it would have looked like. But they had a lot of. A lot of options um, on this team. I, I mean, they win, what, 317.79 to 320.74. So it was not it was not close. Remember in 2017 when the U.S. men lost to Trinidad and Tobago? Yeah. yeah. Same time that we lost to them in the World Cup qualifying for I soccer? Do, I do remember that. Let's go to the medal table. That was a bad time for U.S. sports. Medal table. U.S. Hey gets 33. They broke the record, I believe, for most medals. 13 gold, 9 silver, 11 bronze. Uh, Ethiopia, Jamaica, and Kenya all had 10 medals. Ethiopia had 4 gold. And then when you go to the placing table, U.S. gets the win. Surprise, surprise. 328. Jamaica in a squeaker over Ethiopia, though. 110 to 106, who was just two points themselves ahead of Kenya with 104. So... 
If you put Jamaica, Ethiopia, and Kenya all in the same team, USA still beats them by eight points. That's wild. It's really wild. One of the yeah. best sprints in two of the great distance programs. And they still put it together. USA, I don't think you need a – this isn't rocket science. Pretty damn good at track and field. Yeah. 33 medals. What up? What's next for them? The sky. Where are they going next? Disney. A World? lot. Of, a lot of. I'm looking at this placing table though. 13 gold. That's they. They score one through eight here. So first was their most common finish. Their second most common finish. Sixth. They had 12 sixth place finishes. 11 bronze medal finishes, and then nine silver. Medals. One seventh place finish. Can you name it? Yes. Who? Oh crap! I thought if I clicked on it, I could get it. Hold on. <laughs> ah. Who got seventh? Uh, How long will it take us to find out who got seventh? Can anybody guess? Right, first person. To guess. First person to guess who got seventh. Oh, they're not going to get this in the chat. First person to guess who U.S. who from the U.S. got seventh. Don't show it on the screen. Five, four, three, two, one. Seven. No, no one's going to guess. No gonna There's guess. no one. No one's going to get it. All right, it's Emma Bates, guys. It's Emma Bates. That's if, who it was. if you knew that, that'd be impressive. That would All be right, impressive. I think we got through everything. Uh, questions in the chat. Comments in the chat. Yeah, what up, chat? We haven't talked to you lately. It's been a while. Yeah, let's see what's going on here. Britain did her thing. I agree. Britain did really well. Long season for her, just like for Abby Steiner. A lot of races. You had three women on that team who were competing collegiately this year. That's pretty crazy. Um, People are still guessing uh, who the seventh place. Seventh place was Emma Bates. in the... Marathon. So, congrats to the people who got Kevin. That. Yes. I'm looking for comments. What has been your high and low of doing 10 podcasts with me? or And with the fans and with the chat. What's been your high and low? Does Russia still have track athletes that you said? Yes. They have authorized neutral athletes that they can use, but they were uh, not allowed to compete due to the invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Getting political here. Well, I'm just reading. I want to read the chat here. How was Carissa? I saw it was an injury. She hasn't said much. She posted on Instagram, said it was devastating for her, which I can imagine. Um, yeah, Belarus also wasn't allowed, I believe, to compete. U.S. needs women's 400-meter runners. Well, clearly they have them because they won the 4x4. The, the issue is... They don't run the 400. Yeah, you can't have everybody in every single event. You run out of people. Is Britain going pro? I did not I did not ask her. Well, we didn't. We're here. Yeah. She's probably being interviewed right now. Maybe she'll get asked. Uh, do you think a couple of years from now, a thing Sid, Wilson, and Abby break the world record? Yes. Gordon says yes. Clip because, it. Cause, yes. Because he's never picked against the world record. Everything is going to be a world record. How many hours has Gordon spent gambling? Would someone make more working as an Uber driver one night? Yes, that's the point. <laughs> that's exactly my point. Uh, how does Mondo's backflip compare to Ozzy Smith? It was really good. I was impressed that he was able to pull that off. And I think that was great that he did it. Um, any word on what exactly happened to Muhammad? No. First off, uh, she was originally listed in the roster, and then she was swapped out for Steiner. Um, you guys didn't go on IG Live, maybe you forget about the podcast. No, we did. We did. We did. Gordon doesn't maybe doesn't know how to hit the right button. Yeah, maybe I went. I hope we actually did go live because it was guys who are podcast fans who jumped on who were funny by the way. I like what they're like, Mondo, amazing. <laughs> and I told them we were live, so I don't want to be a liar. Um, raise the women's four meter hurdle height. I don't think they're gonna do that. People keep talking about that. I don't think they're gonna do that. 
You guys talk about the hurdles. Yes, we opened with the hurdles. You can go back and find that. Does Michael Norman eventually go sub 43? I don't know. No. No, probably. All these records broken and not one of Gordon's picks. Uh, you know, hey, I'm trying. I'm working on it. I'm trying to recalibrate. I'm going to be better and stronger. Go back into the gym. Work hard on my takes. Dunking. In 2023, Budapest, I'm going to I'm going to go 48 for 48. It's going to be perfect. Steph Curry-esque. Steph That's Curry. the plan. Uh, someone said Kevin needs to stop hating on Gordon. Nope. Not going to do that. Uh, whoever that is. Not going to do that. Why was Leah Hobbs on the, on the 4 one I think it's because she didn't go to the relay camp. But the reason she didn't go to the relay camp was because she had COVID. Um, and we found out the reason why Trayvon Bromel wasn't on the four by one was because he didn't go to relay camp. He yes. Text, text yeah. Him. Yeah. So but I, Bracey said the relay camp was at the beginning of June, but the collegians couldn't go to that one. So I'm guessing there was another relay camp that took place between USA's and worlds. Yeah. But I also think it's weird. Hobbs didn't go to the relay camp, but she still was in the preliminary heat. Yeah. So it's weird. I wish we could get more clarification on this stuff with, with the coaches. Uh, Martin S is asking for a Gordon dump dunk update. It's going well. I did cut my leg open yeah, on a was, box jump. That was like a month ago. That was a month ago. But it's it's now officially healed. I'm good. I'm running. I'm lifting. I can do push-ups now. I did push-ups for the first time since the collarbone injury all week today. Did 50 this morning. Felt yeah. like my old self. Not that push-ups lead to dunking, but it's all together. It's all it's, it's all, all the body. You know, it's all connected. So push-ups are back. The jumping is back. I'm back. It's what? It's July 24th. I still got a happy year. December 30th. Can't come soon enough. I'm ready to do it. It's gonna happen. I was taught. I was some some person at the bar asked how it's going. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's gonna it's gonna work. People are interested in knowing. Yeah. You gonna show up to watch it live? Yeah, I'll, I'll show up to that. I appreciate. I'll that. show up to that. Uh, thoughts on non-East Africans winning 1500 and the 5K? Well, we talked about how just. When you look at the 5K this year, it's like how many different countries yeah. were represented. Obviously, you know, it's not a surprise Jakob getting a gold because he got a gold last year in the 1500. Um, I saw a stat. Can you pull up Nick Zaccardi's Twitter feed, Colt? Uh, and Zaccardi. He had, a, he had a stat about Kenyan, Kenyans being shut out of gold for the first, in all, you know, a bunch of all the distance events for a while on the men's side of things because obviously Kip Yegon won it. But no, Zaccardi, Z-A-C-C-A-R-D-I. <laughs> Follow Nick Zaccardi on Twitter if you haven't, by the way. This is a good good promo for, for Nick. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yep. Top one there. There it is. Hold on. Let's pull this up. Let's pull this up. Um, nope. Go down. Go down. Go down. Go down. Go down. Keep going. Stop. 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 Whoa. You're going too fast, Colt. What are you doing here, man? Oh, you're right there. Where it says, Kenya gets zero gold medals. Out of the men's and women's 5,000, 10,000 marathons and 3,000 steeplechase of worlds. First shutout since 1983. Big deal. Big That's deal. wild. Yeah. I mean, we talked about them struggling in the men's 5,000 for a while. Like, you think that there's this rivalry with them in Ethiopia. But if you look at major championships, it's like there's a lot of, you know, from Bekele to Gebre Selassie. And so, and then Farah takes over, right, for Great Britain, like monopolizing a lot of those gold medals. But I mean, obviously, they send people who are, in the mix a lot, but they just haven't had a, tr a transcendent track athlete for a while. They have Kipchoge, obviously, but they don't have a transcendent men's, men's track athlete. Yeah, they get career. More of a foreigner guy, though. Uh, they get <laughs> they get career in the A. I mean, 
15, I felt like those guys with different strategy could have meddled, but they were running for gold. So yeah. I don't know. The standard's really high. That's all I was saying. Standard's high for them. I mean, and, and I think a lot of them are going to the marathon, right? Yeah. Which makes makes a big big difference. But yeah, they get and the women like Kipiegon obviously is great. They they got medals all across the board. It's tough. It's tough. Um, all right, that's it. We're gonna end it there. I think we're good. So, so Kevin, no, Kevin, what's been your high and low yeah, of the podcast with me? Of the podcast? I don't even remember, man. If you ask me. 10 days. Uh, yeah. If you, at, if you ask me right now what happened on day two or day six, I would not be able to tell you. We were playing that game, try to predict an event, what day it happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do you want me to go first? Sure. Okay. Quickly, though. First, my my high was the first time we got Indian food. What you said the podcast? Yeah, that's okay. The the, the the trip, the trip. I'm not just doing podcasts, just the whole trip. First day we got in. Oh, food. I know, I know. My high, my high was today. You went up to Vinland Anna, and I don't think he recognized you, and, and I just walked away. I had to show him my credential. I, I communicated. That's how Gordon walks around and goes like this. Uh, hey, uh, good to see you guys. Again. Why is your high in an embarrassing moment of? Because it was funny. That I walked away because I could see where it was going, and I just veered off. You no, talked. My high today. I asked to come I to campus if I'm working. And what did he say? He said sure. He's like, I'm gonna need to see your credential. Stop no, it. Uh, okay, no, what's your real high? Um, I mean, meeting people and them saying, "What's up, Fletcher?" That was cool. That was cool. And saying hi and, and stuff. Like on the live stream, we had a couple people. But today, I don't know. Uh, there's a kid. I don't know how old he is or his name. Came up to me when I was in the concourse. He's like, "Is the thing Mogan on the four by four? This is before the 800." I'm like, "I sure hope so." He's like, "I watched the podcast clip. I didn't get his name. I apologize. That was cool." The youth of America is watching. My high was the first night we got Indian food because we found that spot and we've eaten there every day since. Yes. Shout out to Taste of Taste, Taste of, India. of India. Yeah. It's in between Wild Duck and Subway. If you're ever in Eugene, check it out. It's awesome. What was your low? My low? I mean, it does smell really bad in here. <laughs> so it's sort of a continual. It's not that bad. It's just how do you know it's not you? How do how do you know that I'm you're not, not bringing this here? Yeah, but you you're coming. It's your sweaty. shoes. It's your shoes. That was pretty. The first time I took the shoes off, like on day three. Yeah, it was bad. Was, I felt bad about that. It was bad. I honestly felt bad about that. No, I only brought one pair of shoes. Too. It's just great. Track. We get all wrapped up in the like, how do you make track better, and how do you fix this, and how do you fix that? Track fans and track athletes, by and large, are very interesting, nice people to talk to and they have great backstories yeah. um they're invested in the fan the fans are invested in the sport because they probably competed themselves they ran themselves at, at some point and it's just a group that's like really fun to to chat with um and again they're, they're from all over the world so it's like it's it's this is a global sport it's not a sport that says it's global but not it's legitimately a global sport so to see everybody here in a place that i've been to a hundred times a place where i spent a lot of life to see the whole world come here it was cool yeah i went on priest trail one day and a guy in his 60s or 70s i think he might have been 70 he's like where's priest trail i was like it's this way i'm running that direction and he started running with me and the guy has done 25 or 30 straight boston marathons yeah and he, we had like a, we were able to run together and it's just like you're not going to run into people like this who are like lifelong you know running yeah. fans he, I, he gave me all the talked about all the experience he talked about you know being in boston and at 2013, uh, you know, when the, the, the bombing, the yeah. bombing yeah. he was there, he was actually like a mile 25 when it happened. Yeah. And it's just like interesting hearing these stories. He talked about, you know, 
how he trains to run a, a marathon every year, and he's at age seventy and he's still doing it. Just, and I was able to keep up with him, which was great. Oh, that's that. That was a high food. <laughs> it's just you're like walking through the concourse, and you're like, oh, that's that person. That's that. Like just track and field royalty is yeah. everywhere. And if you're a fan of the sport, it's super cool for it to be that accessible to see see those people. Like I'm walking around, I'm seeing oh people like recognize this person. They're like taking a picture with them. I mean, and even current athletes, it's just like, it's a track meet. So you, everybody is there. It's just like in high school, everybody shows up like all the, you know, some of the former athletes show up and this is on the world level. It's, it's pretty cool to see. I know what my low is. So I didn't know this, but Oregon is not big on water bottles or plastic water bottles. So yeah. first few days I didn't have a, a water bottle with me and I was struggling to find water because okay. I wanted to buy a water bottle and they're like, no, it's a $7 metal cup. I was like, I don't want to buy a $7 metal Reusable cup. though, commemorative cup. I get it. I get it. The whole <laughs> environment, that's important. But like, I was like, I just want a water bottle. Yeah. So that's why now I found them. And you, refi- you refill them. I've, been, I've got all my water bottles now. Good job. So. But that was my low, realizing Oregon does water differently. That was my Budapest low. to the probably different. All right. So we're going to wrap it. Thanks, everybody. Who we love watched, the chat. Thank you so much. Along. Well, we love everybody. Even if you're listening with headphones on and yes. not watching, hopefully we're able to uh, convey our enthusiasm through that medium as well. Next week, the plan is to record on Wednesday. We're not going to record a Monday pod. We'll go Wednesday and Friday. There's still a lot of the track season left. It's Commonwealth. Keely Hodgkins is like, I'm running Commonwealth. I'm running Europeans. There's Diamond, Diamond League. League this is like midway. Monaco hasn't even happened. Yeah. Monaco is yeah. in like four years. Um, so goal is Wednesday and Friday. I'm going to post a new uh, episode of This Week in Track tomorrow. Hopefully we make all of our flights on the way back. Get back safe and sound. Again, thanks, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you listening, uh, downloading. Remember, we got an Instagram page. You can follow along there as well as YouTube. And a huge, huge, huge thank you to the best damn podcast producer around. I'm talking about our own Colt, Colt Joyce. Thank you, Colt. Thanks, guys. It's, it's been fun. It's later in, it's later in Texas for him, so we really do appreciate you, Colt. It's yeah. been a blast, guys. It's, it's been super fun. Thanks, chat. All right, that's it, guys. We're signing off from Eugene. Hope you guys enjoyed the meet. Hope you enjoyed the pods. Talk to you guys in a few days.